You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more information, go to knownlegacy.org. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Man, Bill, it is good to see you. How are you doing, brother? I can't complain. Things are good, man. We are It is doing March good. and spring has sprung, and uh, that is just good for the soul, man. Vitamin D, getting the sunshine, getting... Kyle? Uh, welcome, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I noticed that uh, your new vehicle, uh, all the doors are missing. What's up with that? Uh, I've, I've filed a police report. <laughs> the, the roof and the doors are gone. Wait, they're in my garage. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it, it's a brand it, new Jeep. Is it days like today and this week that you bought the Jeep in the first place? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. See, now it's funny because I had a Jeep for like eight years. And now I don't miss it at all. I mean, it's great, but I'm like, I'm like I can finally talk on the phone again. <laughs> what? What? Let me call you. What? I can't hear you. Time out. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm so grateful that I have a car that's quiet, but I'm old now. So you're now the young guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> welcome welcome everyone to uh, No Legacy. Uh, always uh, check us out, uh, podcast on uh, Switcher or... No, we're not on Switcher. We're on... Um, uh, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on castos.com. Check us out. You can check us out on most most sites. Just look up Known Legacy, and you're going to find us on most of those streaming sites. Yep, so. absolutely. But and uh, if you feel like it, uh, give us a review. Share us with your family, friends, your pets. It doesn't matter. Uh, turns out we, uh, we're good at putting people to sleep, I found out recently. Wow, so, that's um, good. A lot of people listen to us, uh, friends, that uh, they go, yeah, I put it on right before I go to sleep, and I go to sleep so quick. So oh, I guess that's a win for us. I guess we'll take it as a so, win. You know, I guess we'll take it as a win. Why spend five thousand dollars on a purple mattress when you can just listen to Known Legacy <laughs> and go to sleep? There it is. <laughs> Speaking of all that, so say so, hey, to pump up our uh, guest today. You know, now that he's probably like, "What did I sign up for?" Now that you're telling him he's falling asleep, uh, can you guys give it up for my friend Tyrus Morgan? Tyrus, how you doing, man? Hey guys, doing well. There he is. Look at that beard. It is nice to finally meet you, Tyrus. I've heard some good things from you uh, about you from uh, Mr. Bill over here. And so, um, man, before we dive in, tell us your story. Like, introduce me to you and your journey, where you are in faith, and kind of like what you, what's your gig, what's your vocation, what do you do? Absolutely. Uh, well, I grew up, I grew up uh, really a jock, just playing, you know, football, basketball, baseball. Went to college on a baseball scholarship, and um, my my first year there, I I uh, had arm surgery, had to redshirt, and um, that was coming off a year where I'd lost my grandpa and was given his old '47 Gibson guitar, so I didn't have much else to do that first year at college while everybody else was practicing uh, baseball, because of course I wasn't going to study a whole lot. Um, <laughs> smart, smart man. So Who's going to do that? It, right, right. So I taught myself to play guitar and started writing songs. And by the time uh, my four years of playing college baseball was over, I uh, got married and <clears throat> moved to Nashville, Tennessee and and uh, became a songwriter and producer and artist and uh, been kind of doing that for honestly about the last, um, I guess, 18, 19 years now. Fantastic. So when you moved to Nashville, like how did you get connected? How did you get started over there? Did you know somebody or did you just kind of just start shopping things around or what? Because it's an interesting thing to be a songwriter. I know that because I know traveling, but I mean, share a little bit about that story, like getting, getting started in that. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't really know anybody. I, um, and I got, once I got here, I realized real quickly that, um, 
man, this is not an easy thing to break into to, to actually make a living at. And so mm. uh, I did a couple other jobs. My first job in Nashville, I was always writing songs at night, but then during the day, I um, my first job was I was a wrangler on a, uh, on a horse ranch outside Nashville and would, you know, do everything from take people on, on like trail rides and teach them how to ride a horse to, um, to, you know, muck and stalls and, uh, you know, grooming the horses and things like that. And then I, I did get a degree in uh, marketing uh, when I was in college. And so I ended up using that. And my next job in Nashville was at an ad agency that um, was actually a big like Fortune 500 company and ended up um, doing that for about seven years while I was all the all the while writing songs, doing demos, trying to kind of get things going uh, in the songwriting world. And then um, I started getting a couple uh, cuts where other people were recording my songs and and uh, that wasn't enough to make a living on yet, but it was enough to keep me going. It's kind of like, you know, hitting a good golf shot every now and then it, yep. you know, keeps you playing. And yep. uh, so I just kept going. And um, one thing led to another. I ended up getting um, a couple smaller record deals and, and traveling as an artist. That was never really my my true heart, though. It was really more of just wanting to write the, write the songs. Um, help other artists kind of express um, what's going on with them as well as help them kind of express their response to what God's done in their life. Um, so that's, that's really when things turned for me was whenever I decided, yeah, I'm not going to be an artist anymore. I'm going to focus on supporting other people's art. Dude, but, but and, don't uh, sell yourself short on that. that to, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's like, you're like uh, the heart of of the, the the guys up on stage that are looking pretty in their tight jeans. Yeah, You're the yeah. guy that's writing and doing the legwork behind the scenes and figuring out how to put these clever lyrics together in a new way and use the same chords that have been used for two thousand plus years and bring it to life in a new way. So don't, don't, don't you dare you are don't you artist. dare front on G D E minor C. Artist. Those things are amazing. <laughs> what are some of the what are some of the songs that maybe we'd be familiar with? Because again, we know the artists that do it. We don't know the guys that are writing it behind Correct. it. Correct. There's and a lot of those hidden things. Yeah. So, so, so share share a little bit if you could about some of the guys you've some of the guys and ladies that you maybe have co written with or written yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my first uh, my first cut was with Mark Miller from the band Sire Brown. If you know. You remember that country band? Uh, yep. So I, I write in the country space as well as the Christian space. And then uh, my next cut was with the band New Song. And in, in, that song ended up doing really well on the radio. And um, what was really that one? A lot of, that was called the, uh, the Same God. Okay. Okay. Been in like, I think maybe 09 or around in there, maybe 2010, kind of around that time frame. Okay. And, um, that opened a lot of doors for me. And um, since then I've written, I've had about a dozen cuts with the band Unspoken. I know you guys have had Chad on here. Oh yeah. And uh, <clears throat> written songs for Johnny Diaz and uh, David Dunn and I Am They. And um, I had a couple uh, actually number one songs on Billboard with Courtney Ramirez. Uh, which is a, a pretty new female artist on Goatee Records with Toby Mac. Okay, okay, yep. Um, yep. 
Yeah. So there's there's a handful of others. I, I I have a cut with um, uh, Walker Hayes in the in the country space. So that's so yeah, cool. Th- that's a snapshot. That's the guy. That's the guy. I kept I kept telling him was like the guy who does the Applebee's, and I'm like I don't know what the song is, but <laughs> well, let's be full, fully transparent. He tries to sing it, and it's it sounds like Listen, a cat on a hot tin roof. I'm trying, Tyrus. <laughs> I'm trying. So um, I am. I, this is has nothing to do with with the 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 heart of No Legacy, but I've always fascinated by the creative process and how to how do artists get together and find their muse because. You know, when I was growing up, I always thought that you had to be in the perfect space, and I, I didn't realize it's a job. Like, you just got to yeah. get down and write on a regular basis. Who is someone that you just love to write with, and what is that process like for you guys? Yeah, um, I, I actually, there, there's a newer guy that I write with a lot, and I actually started a, a new publishing company. It's a joint venture with Toby Mac and his his uh, publishing world called Emac. But we started a, a thing called Trust um, Music, and we signed a guy out of Memphis um, named Hunter Leith, and he he's similar to me in that he writes in the country space and the Christian space. I'd say both of us are probably seventy percent in the in the Christian uh, genre, um, but but do some of the other, and so we just are a, a good connect on that. And I would say our typical process would be. Um, it's typically he and I and then an artist because we're both, you know, working more on the production and the, the crafting of the song. Uh, neither of us are pursuing the artist thing. So it's typically three of us and we will, um, you know, always dig in to understand what the artist is trying to say, kind of what mm. they've said before and and just hear what's going on in their life. We always come to a songwriting session with something in our back pocket whether it's just maybe a neat a neat uh, concept or title or start to a song or uh, melody whatever that might be and uh but but typically we're kind of doing everything simultaneously we're typically working lyric melody concept um all at the same time in those songwriting sessions it's just that the spark of that song idea may be different. It may be started with a melody, right. and then we start to form a lyric around it. So it almost kind of like you you develop synergy in the midst of it, and then boom, all of a sudden. Because it made me think about this. How many songs did you write before you eventually wrote your first, like, let's quote-unquote hit? You know, the one that kind of... Yeah. I mean, because I think a lot of times we forget you know i love i hate i love and hate the term overnight success because right. those are there is those no are a fallacy thing. but i think that we don't see anything and all of a sudden where'd this guy come from you know and i would love to know like i mean man how many years or how long did it take before like wow somebody actually noticed it i mean how, how long did it did it take for you yeah it took me um it took me about eight years wow before um i was I mean, honestly, the way I kind of think about that is you, you, this is not, I don't do this job to make money, but you have to make money to do this job. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, to sustain that sounds like it. church and ministry too. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, so it took me about eight years to have revenue coming in where I was, you know, making a living off that. And that it, that was probably 250 songs um, wow. in and then I've gone back and probably rewritten or gotten some of those songs cut. But out of those first 251 songs, I would say, you know, 10 of those have 
created any sort of like income. And um, I think a lot of that was just, um, it takes that much time. It's kind of that 10,000 hours thing. It takes yeah, that much yeah. time to just understand, you know, how to be truthful in what you're writing and honest in what you're writing, because that's what connects with people is honesty. Um, yes. It connects with us. Absolutely. And we feel it when we write it, then the listener, it, it's going to connect at least with some of those people. And then the other thing is, is just understanding the market and being, you know, in the right camps in order to, to make the song go so that people can hear it. That's cool, dude. That's good. Cause I would look at you and obviously I would say that you're a success. Let's be honest because, but the reason why is when we were, when we were on tour together, I had, I had the privilege to spend time with, with Tyrus and unspoken together on tour. Right. And he talked more about his kids than he did about music. So just so you know that that's the first thing I love that you kept talking about Mahi all the time. He has a daughter named Mahi and, ah. and it's just, Cool. And can you share a little bit about that story really quick? Because the reason why we love this, the reason why we do this is we want men to come alive to their right. calling, to the God-given calling. But we also know that there's those eight to 10 years of bland that you're like, I, you know, you're literally are mucking out stalls. You're shoveling poop going, what am I doing, God? Right. And in the midst of pursuing your dream, you're, there was the rescue. That's the part that I get all emotional about sometimes is, is the rescue of people like Mahi who... Who that's your daughter, and I love it. So, can you share a little bit about that story? Because people are like, Bill, why are you talking about a fish right now? Honestly, like I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so share share a little bit about that. Absolutely. Uh, so, I've got three kids. My, uh, I've got an oldest daughter who's biological. Her name is Ella. My second daughter is named Mahi. They're nine months apart, mm. and then my son um, is five years younger than than them, uh, named Rhodes and uh, Mahi is Ethiopian and we adopted her when she was two and a half and she just turned 15 uh, last week. Oh, and congratulations. We yeah. It, it's been an amazing journey. She had her first boy girl party at our house. So <gasps> I was slow like, down, yeah. slow down. <laughs> exactly. I hid out in my room with my ear to the wall, you know, kind of <laughs> making sure I approved of everything that was said. Uh, but You're yeah, true my dad, yeah. Mahi is, uh, her name is short for Mahalet, which means gift to God. That's uh, it's awesome. Also, it's also an instrument. I should have brought it up here, but we got a couple of them when we were in Ethiopia. But Mahalet also um, means that it's a, it's a communal group of worshiping. So um, it's it's like a gift to God. It's an offering. All that kind of ties in together. And so me, as someone who's been a worship leader for a decade and has written worship songs, I mean, that just really resonated with me when we found out her name. And um, that's so cool. She's been exactly that. She's been just she's a true gift. I mean, there's always challenges with all kids and adoption. There's unique challenges with that. But she is such a light. She's such a um, just unique personality that that I think um, God has put on her to just kind of walk into an amazing thing in her own life. And I feel like we were, you know, the. We were put put here to be the parents that would usher her into that. Mm. That's so cool. Man, there's nothing like seeing the love of a father for his daughter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's why I brought it up because 
the moment that I met you, Tyrus, the thing I, that really always spoke out, and that's why I wanted to get you on here eventually, was you love your kids well. Yeah. You know, whatever. I know that we all mess up. We all have said things. We, yeah. You know, but the one thing I noticed is you love your kids well. And, and here was this singer-songwriter, Travis, that I met that I'm like, I want to get to know this guy more. Because right. I saw your love for Jesus, but I saw that your love for Jesus impacted your kids. And that's the biggest thing that I saw was because I'm because it's the rescue. Right. It was the physical rescue for Mahal, Mahalet. Let me say it again. Although is that how I say it right? Okay. Cause that's such, that's even cooler than what I thought it was. I didn't, I never knew that, that part, but, but I saw that, but then I saw it for all your kids. And I, even now when I uh, stalk you on Facebook, I mean, when I'm on Facebook <laughs> and, and I see you, I see your love for your kids. Like, that you and you involve all of them and all your stuff. There's never a picture that I don't see one of them. You know what I'm saying? They're all together or you're celebrating your son or you're celebrating each of them. And so I love that heart because here's this crazy dream that for some people doesn't make sense. Why would I be a songwriter? There's no security in it. There's nothing, but I knew that God called me to. But as I see that and you pursue the heart of your, your face, how do you balance your family and your dreams? Like, how do you do that? Because I know that for those eight years, you guys were having kids and you were doing life, I'm guessing, and all those kind of things. But how did you manage to to keep it, and not maybe balance is the wrong word, but how did you keep them at the forefront of your life and honor Jesus and pursue your dreams? How did you do that? Man, I love that you asked that. Um, and it's weird to be, you know, in my 40s now, I always still think that I'm like 28. and I'm It's still really young, bro. Still yeah. really young. <laughs> But I, I find myself mentoring younger, younger people and younger artists um, and songwriters now. And I don't know how I got to that side. But what I've been thinking a lot about is that um, God's not going to call you to something that's going to um, hurt the things that are godly and that are that are important to him and that are important to you because you're his child. And so mm. um any time that I've pursued, and, and I, I am an entrepreneurial type spirit. I'm a risk taker. My wife is more the safe one, um, which she's been an amazing support and an amazing um, like encourager. She's always said, go at it. And she, she still works part-time now and, and um, has part of that's because she wants to. She, she likes that. But we also, just our whole 20 years of being married, I, it was always me trying new things, taking risks, and her. She's been a dental hygienist, which is pretty solid and yeah. stable. And during times when I was chasing things, she was the you know we at least had some stable money coming in that way. And uh, but more than than all that, um, I I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, I'm like, well, of course, we still do what we need to do as dads and husbands. Um, even while chasing dreams, because those dreams are super empty if you lose out on the gift of being a husband and being a dad and also the servant of being a husband and being a dad. I mean, you can gain the top of the world and, and then, you know, that that's going to fade real quick if you look back and say, man, I missed out on X, Y, and Z with my family. So well, I've, I've always been willing. I, I spent quite a few years on the road, and it actually caused some serious anxiety in my life. Mm. And I intentionally got off of the road because it was causing so many problems just internally with me. And 
it's taken a couple years of separation from being a like 100 to 150 days on the road type of guy um, to heal from that and be like, yeah, I'm okay. I, like I'm, I'm not struggling with this anxiety stuff anymore uh, because that trigger was just this knowledge of I'm missing out on what's going on with my kids. And, and so there's about three mm. years there where I'm like, man, I, I didn't do it right. I didn't do that right. I didn't, um, I think my love for my kids was still there and my, my servant heart was there for my wife, but the time that I put into it was split because I, I was struggling with figuring out how to balance being dad, husband, and pursue the, the dream that caused me to go on the road. And once I, once I changed that and got off the road, and I think this is different for everyone, and so many of my best friends are touring musicians, and so I never want to like make them feel guilty or me yeah. to say that it's wrong to be there or anyone else that travels. I think we do what we have to do and we chase our dreams, but it does. Yeah. There is one thing that we have to be intentional about, and that is when we are present with our family, we have to be present with our family, mm. um, however many days that is. And and seasons of sacrifice, I think God calls us right through those, and, and we do that. And that's what that season was for me. Um, okay. But I know in my own life that I could have made more money continuing to be on the road, um, right. but it just at a certain point was not worth it because I, I was missing out. You know, it's, it's different when the kids are two, four, even six years old, but once they start having real conversations with you yep. and yeah. going through, you know, talking about boys and talking to boys and all those sorts of things, man, I, I think it's really important that dads be present for that. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you said a few things. One is, I think um, a lot of guys, I, I know this is what happened to me in my marriage, was um, I would buy into the, it's just for a season. It's just for a season. And I would be willing to sacrifice. The problem was, I didn't define when that season was going to end. Mm. And so it became a perpetual season. And finally, my wife had to call me out on it. It was like, this season's never ending. <laughs> like, you keep telling me this is just for a season. But that's been going on now for way too long, and it's time yeah. to put those boundaries. And I think the word that you that, that I just want to throw out there is like, um, <clears throat> Bill used the word balance, and I would use the word investment. And I think that's what I'm hearing from you is like, yeah. you know, as men, we have to realize that the things that we're doing are investing. We're investing into dreams. We're investing into vocations. We're investing into the marriage. We're investing into the, the family. And what happens sometimes is that balance can go – where the secondary investment, my vocation, where I can get a lot of acclinades and I can get my ego stroke and I can mm -hmm. get all of those subtle subconscious things happening can become a primary investment. And we forget that our primary investment is to be husband and to be father. And, uh, you know, someone said it to me. Um, a lot of people are going to be called to be a church planner. But there's only one person called to be husband to Tara, and that's you. Mm. And so make sure that's your primary investment. And I hear that's yeah. kind of where your struggle was and how God kind of corrected you and brought restoration through that. Um, I, I think the thing that I want to say or ask is those guys that you do see that are on the road and those artists that are on the road, um, man, what are, the, what are the struggles? And if you could speak hearts to them um, and encouragement to them, those guys that maybe it's not even an artist thing. Maybe it's just a business where they're starting yeah, a business. Business like from a, scratch, scratch, and you know it, it's it is the season. What what kind of words of encouragement would you have for them on that? <clears throat> yeah, 
I would really, um, I would really pray that those guys would be um, cognizant of the the small amount of time we have, and so that when you're aware of that, I think it forces you to um, make sure it maybe is the season with a real ending, like you just talked about. I think that it forces you to. Um, be really present when you are home so that, you know, you don't get off the road, you know, you've been out Sunday, you got home Thursday night. Now you've got two or three days at home and like a lot of business guys do. And then you're still on your phone or whatever. I just would really encourage those guys because I, I think that chasing money or security or um, <clears throat> achievement is a blind is kind of like a blinding light. And all yep. of a sudden, yeah. years are gone. And um, yeah. so I would just encourage that. And I also think a lot of guys that think of it as a season are always like kind of hoping, well, something's going to change. I'm going to have a different opportunity. And um, but they never really keep their antenna up to find that opportunity. I think you have to right. be intentional to find that opportunity. Um, and also, I do want to say, though, I don't think there's anything wrong with with traveling and there's a lot of, I mean oh, yeah. I've got military friends I've got business friends and all my musician friends that travel I think that it's totally fine to do that as long as you are finding what works for your family so that your family yeah. still see, feel seen and heard and loved on and that you still feel part of your community part of the family and the role that you play in that yeah, I don't. I don't hear you demeaning anybody. What what, what I heard was have the was when you're home, have the hard conversations and value each moment, and be present. Right. So it's not so much it because it, I mean because then there's dads who are home all the time who are never present, who exactly. come home and they crack open a beer. I mean that's proverbial, but they just crack open the beer. They put right. their feet up on the couch. They never engage their kids, and almost that almost feels more wounding to say you're to tell your kids you're just not, you're not valuable. Whereas a dad who comes home in his presence, right. You know, so I do appreciate that. Well, And I think, you know, you talked about the word intentionality and let's be honest, like um, Bill and I have a chance to do some speaking gigs from time to time. And we're gone for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we come home Sunday night. And um, those are exhausting experiences. And so yep. home, which it should be, is a place to be recharged and renewed. The problem is when that recharge and renewed, instead of being honest with that and taking a day or 24 or 48 hours to really be renewed so yeah. you can have the next 24, 48 hours with your family, I would buy the lie that was like, I'm just going to power through. And I'd be a miserable person with my kids. I'd be a miserable person. And instead of taking a day to just recharge and then reinvest, <clears throat> I would try to 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 make it all good for those those three or four days and that's why you're you're brilliant with saying you got to know your family you got to have these conversations with your wife to see what works yeah to have the honest saying hey when i get off the road i need 24 hours to decompress to recalibrate to be renewed because i'm all of us are an introvert on some level we need to be alone and when you're on the road you're never alone and to just be like ready and then the next three days or five days or whatever you got it's going to be 110 percent here with the family yeah. does that make sense and, and i think being honest with that is is really an important gift that you can give to the family i don't know push back no, on that is that is that no share your thoughts on that what do you think about that man i think it's really great i think what you just said is really great and i also think that <clears throat> i'm also talking about an on steroids level of travel i mean mm. I, and bill you you know how some of the, these years have been um, oh yeah i mean it's 
I mean, there's 180 days, you know, type <laughs> yeah. of thing. And all of a sudden you don't even feel like you live at home, you know? And um, anyway, and some people just aren't built for it, but I think what you just said makes a ton of sense to just find what works for you too. find what makes you the best version of yourself when you're at home. I think that's a, a that's great, a great phrase. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's no, that's good. You know, and I, um, and this has been really, really good. This has been really, really good. I think that you're right. I think finding, finding that, well, whatever, not even balance, but what was the word you said? Intentionality. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's good. This is exactly what it's about, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for sharing this wisdom. We do have a couple <laughs> questions for you. If you're okay with them, our fast five segment. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let's do that again. That's such a cool sound. Oh. It's my ADD that kicks in. <laughs> are you are you ready for your fast five? I'm ready. Okay, good. So, what would you have for your last meal? It's supposed to be fast, right? Well, it doesn't <laughs> have to be fast food. Oh yeah. <laughs> Please God, no, not, not fast. Eye, food. I'd have a ribeye steak from my green egg. I would Ooh. have some jalapeno poppers. I would have. Um, my daughter Mahi makes some homemade rolls. I have a glass of uh, Cabernet, and then my other daughter, daughter makes those um, no bake cookies, and that's, that'd be dessert. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize you were a barbecue guy. Now, now there's a whole other thread of conversation. We yeah, we're going to have you on for another hour and a half if you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Lessons from barbecuing and parenting. Exactly. <laughs> Over the grill by Known Legacy. <laughs> Over the grill. <laughs> All right, so so the next one, if you're on a stranded island, what's one album or musician you would want to listen to forever? I didn't even write these. That's with a, a good one for you. I would be yeah. so intrigued. Because you may lose some business. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I know I know you want you you think it's gonna be interesting, but here's my true answer on that, because I've been asked that before and I've thought about it before. I think it I don't want anything because if I had something I would end up hating it and it would like circle back around and be a really negative experience to have any <laughs> This so man like, has I wisdom. Mean, yeah. Yeah, people that come to mind like I mean I grew up on like Dave Matthews and on solid um, the, you know that those that type of music and and I uh but I think I'd hate it after a little while on a on an island by myself. On so. the desert island by yourself. So you'd forego yeah. the CD player uh, or the eight track and you'd just bring a guitar and say, I'm going to write my own stuff. Yeah, if only you knew a songwriter <laughs> who could engage <laughs> exactly. in the emotion of writing. <laughs> yeah, that's then funny. the song could change day to day. Exactly, that's it. <laughs> Every day I'm alone. <laughs> I just need 10% of those royalties. Exactly, that's I was going to say, if you do use that line, know that he's going to. Call you on it. Not so. at all. Um, okay, so your guilty pleasure. Hmm. Guilty pleasure. Like, like, so for me, it was like when I was on the road or when I'm by myself. What's a guilty pleasure? You and know, you would say, of, you would say, uh, Bill's answer was the uh, chicken sandwich from uh, Burger King. Burger King chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's gross, yeah. but I know it's awesome. <laughs> so, I what's your guilty pleasure? I probably spend a little bit too much time digging in the shows that I love. Okay. Okay. Like, not just watching the show, but then all the main characters, like trying to find everything they've ever done and learning about them. Cause I, 
I had some aspirations to act at one time when I was yep. younger and um, in, in college and whatnot. And so I got really into that world and, and did some of that in high school as well. So I just, I love, and my wife will be like, can we just turn the show back on? You know, like, <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> my wife. Yeah. I, I get on IMDB and I'm like, Sarah, I know that they were in this other movie. Would you yes. just shut up and press play again? No, I need to know yeah. if it was that person. So, so what's a, what's a show that you're into right now that you and your wife or just you are into? Uh, I mean, my favorite show, I'm a little scared to say it, uh, but I'm just going to be real because I think it's a pretty, so- pretty awesome show is, is Peaky Blinders. Ah! Yeah! Okay, season six <laughs> is dropping right now in uh, I've only England. seen like th- so so I need oh, to watch the show. Dude. I've watched three episodes, it's so I don't so I need to probably good. get into the it. The character development and how you just love these evil people trying to make it work and Tommy Shelby is freaking and Polly and her arc is off the charts. Okay. Conversation yeah. three we can have now is about the Peaky Blinders. So fantastic. Yeah, yes. it's great. Great show, man. That's awesome. Exactly. <sighs> okay, now that we're talking about wives and shows, what is one word your um, what is one word your wife would use to describe you? Mm. I know, I know what it is because she does. She's done it a few times on on other things. Uh, passionate. That's awesome. Mm. That's awesome. It's good stuff. Okay, how do you want to be remembered when you die? Hmm. I want to be. I want to be remembered as brave, but also loving. And I feel like those two things coexist and should yeah. coexist. Yeah, um, that's cool. I don't want it to be like he was loving and he was this meek, weak, wimpy dude that was loving. I want to be now that dude was like pretty, you know, more like David and uh, brave and went after stuff yeah. and wasn't afraid or when he was afraid he chose to go anyway and he loved with with kind of fearlessly that's what i want i don't know that i always achieve it but that's what i would like well dude to, to encourage you when you were sharing your your opening story the the bible story that kept coming to mind for me was the uh, the story of joseph and how Joseph mm. just, he had those 10,000 hours of serving and mucking out stalls. And, you know, and he was just faithful with that, faithful with that. Mm. And there were these brave moments when, you know, Potiphar's wife, he could have very easily given in to his teenage lust. But he, in bravery, was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. And then everything goes. And so just that story of Joseph and, and you and your story, I'm just like, mm, there's something there. Yeah. I love that bravery oh, and cool. love. That's fantastic. That's good. Thanks okay. for saying that, man. Well, it means a lot. We just do it because we make a lot of money. This isn't because it's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clickbait. <laughs> um, okay, last. This is a bonus question on the Fast Five, okay. which may deserve another speed thing. There it is. I love. It. I just love that thing. I just. It's okay. <laughs> Bill's okay. a simple man. I am. I have simple pleasures, guys. So. Chicken sandwich from uh, Burger King. Burger King. Black and coffee. The- and the sound effect. And the sound effect. I'm all good. My life is complete. So, All right, so bonus question. What biblical character would you want to have lunch with, not Jesus? Any other biblical character? I mean, because let's be given. That's the first one in line that right. we'd be having lunch with. So anybody else? Yeah. Um, it'd be a toss-up, I think, between between David and James. I- James okay. is really interesting to me because he has such a unique perspective being brother and being yes. um, so he's such a passionate. I feel like he's super passionate 
I mean, whenever he talks about action and faith and yeah. action, um, and then the visions he's had and, and all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, I'd say That's I'd, cool. I'd go with James. Okay. That's awesome. I like it. I like it a lot. I like that one. That's really cool. Tyrus, thank you so much for joining us. I, we are super excited. I'm actually, as I've been watching you, I was really excited about uh, the Ginny Owens songwriting. My wife is literally, that's her favorite artist is Ginny. And so, uh, so, so I'm excited to, to see when that album drops and all that kind of stuff and be like, Sarah, this is Ty- Tyrus <laughs> wrote this song. And so I'm so pumped. So, uh, dude, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. It's been a huge blessing to have you on here. Uh, you are a gift. Absolutely, Tyrus. Thanks for uh, being faithful and following God and his calling in your life, um, most importantly as a husband and a father, and then using yeah. your gifts to be a blessing to the church. Um, well done, sir. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Well done. Yeah. So, anyways, um, thank you that guys for checking out. Yeah. Any any last words you want to say, man? Anything you want to pop in? Are you good? Do you have anything else you want to share? Well, my son asked me before I came up, to my studio to do this. I, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm on a podcast. And he said, is it Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> Just a so- shy oh, short. Just a, it's a few million viewers short. But other than that, we're good. That's right. I, I've enjoyed it. It's great to see you guys. I think you guys are doing a great thing here. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. As always, uh, man, uh, check us out on nolegacy.org. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or you'd like to uh, submit some uh, Fast Five questions, go to info at knownlegacy.org. We'd love to see what you and your thoughts are. As always, thank you so much for checking us out. If it's a blessing to you, share it with your family, friends, and pets. And uh, if you want to, give us a five-star rating or a four-star or three-star or one-star. I don't care. Just... Just just give us a rating and let us know what you're thinking. There you go. Anyways, God bless you guys. Tyrus, you're a blessing. God bless you, man. Uh, Bill, Kyle, thank you all for what you do. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Known Legacy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So email us your questions or comments to info at knownlegacy.org.